Welcome back to the Peric Project. If you put into Google living A, one of the first predictions they come up with is a good life. It seems that there are many people out there Googling how to or what it means to live a good life. Now, Rabbi Elazar ben Azariah, and we're told about him that he was like a department store. His knowledge was so vast, just like when you go into a department store, you could buy whatever you wanted. His knowledge was so vast. And not only did, was he knowledgeable, but he was extremely wealthy. And nevertheless, he was extremely well-loved to the point that people said about him, lucky are his parents that they had a child like that. So he's someone who surely knows knows a bit about what it means to live a good life. So he's going to give us a few ideas. Number one, he says, if there's no Torah, there is no worldly occupation. What does he mean by that? He's explaining to us that the Torah has many, many laws that govern our business and moral ethics. So we can't have, we can't conduct business properly if we don't understand what the Torah tells us. Now, obviously, this brings up to mind the question of, but hold on a second, how how about there are people out there who don't have Torah and yet they have ethics, they're good, upstanding, ethical people. What he's telling us here is that A fundamental idea here is that ethics, which are based purely on human understanding, can be inherently flawed because human standards are constantly changing. If we think about different periods, for example, if you want to take the argument to the extreme, Nazism or communism, those were societal standards that were based on human ideas only and So people, of course, can be ethical, but only if our ethics are governed by a higher power can we be sure that they will stand the test of time and and the test of human standards changing. On the other hand, he tells us that without Derek Heretz, and we'll talk about what that means in a moment, there is no Torah. He's telling us that a prerequisite to becoming a Torah person is someone who works on their personality. And Torah can only reside in someone who's going to study what it says and take it to heart and apply it to make themselves a better person. And our Torah wisdom is needed because without it, we can't have, he says, fear of God. What does it mean, fear of God? We're not talking about the primitive level of being afraid of punishment. In fact, instead, actually, what it means is having that awe of our creator and that we only get through our understanding of how awesome the creator, God, is. When we have that awe of our creator and we realize that however awesome God is, he created me and he put me in this world, we live a different life. They live a life where they understand that life is an investment from God and they are constantly trying to maximize that investment. On the other hand, we can't have wisdom without fear of the awesomeness of God. The, because a person can't live a life while being exposed to the truth. So in such a situation, a person will reject the truth. 
And if we want to know how much knowledge we actually have, to the extent that we are able to explain something to someone else, that's the extent that we know it. Sometimes we know something, but we can't explain it. What that's really telling us is that deep down, we don't fully understand the concept. And finally, he tells us if there is no flower, there is no Torah. What does he mean by that? He means that we are comprised of two parts. We're a body and we are soul. And both of them must be nourished. Sometimes we can be so busy making a living, whatever that entails, that we forget to truly live and we forget the purpose of what we are here for, that we are here not just to make a living, but we're here for our soul and to truly live. And just like we feed our body, we have to feed our soul. And when we do that, God continues to provide for our physical needs.